Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing today going through the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we are here in chapter number 4, and we've been studying here verse number 11, which says, And that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you. So we're going to pick up where we left off last week with this issue of your Paul is saying about to do your own business and what exactly it is that the Apostle Paul is looking at and how he stated that Paul saw his responsibility was to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. The information that was given to him by the Lord Jesus Christ the information for this dispensation which fits in with what the will of God is for today that all men would be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth and the aspect of that gospel message which was given to us for today the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures And where we left off with was how the Apostle Paul, when we look at his prayer life, fits in with this aspect of doing this business. Let's turn over here to the book of Ephesians, and we'll go to chapter number 6, and I'm going to read here verses 18 and 19 out of Ephesians 6, which say, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So here we have our apostle praying for the fact of that he would have a, as he says, you know, this issue of utter, you know, the utterance to come unto him and the boldness to proclaim this message. And how, if our apostle is really looking at the idea of needing boldness, that should really show how we, as the members of the body of Christ, should also be praying for that aspect of needing that boldness to proclaim this message. This is the message that this world needs because, you know, mankind without salvation cannot receive the things of the Word of God, cannot see the change that would come about by having the Word working in them. That's why there needs to be a boldness to proclaim this message. We see how Paul, if we turn over to Colossians chapter number 4, is going to pray related to a different aspect of this. 
And here in Colossians chapter number 4, we read verses 2 and 3, which say, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, withal praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. So we see how, as Paul prays, he writes to the church at Ephesus, talks about the needing that boldness here to the church at Colossus. He talks about praying for a door of utterance, an opportunity to be able to preach this message. And when we look at that idea today of a door of utterance, you know, that's really the aspect of looking for those opportunities that we have in our day-to-day life to proclaim the message that's been given to us in this dispensation. So we should be always looking for those opportunities and seeing them in everything that we're doing and trying to use them through that boldness. You know, last week we had what is you know typically called the Christmas holiday. You know, and some individuals you know really try to fight against that and say that you know nobody should be celebrating that. Others you know talk about how we should be celebrating everything related to it. The issue. And no matter which way you want to look at that, the issue is that there are individuals who are looking at the aspect of the Lord Jesus Christ during that time. It's an opportunity to be able to proclaim the word of God to somebody. This is that door of utterance that the Apostle Paul was praying for here in the book of Colossians. This is the aspect of where we, as the members of the body of Christ, if we are looking at things from the aspect of how Paul looked at things, we should be using all of those same type of opportunities to proclaim this message. Now, as we go about our business and doing the things that God intends for us to do in this dispensation, we see that there's a reward structure that has been built in for us. And let's turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. And we're going to see an event that's described here that's called the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to read here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. We're going to read from verse 10 down through verse 15, which says, According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Now, the description of this event, it starts with the aspect of things being built upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we look at the scriptures, we can see how there are two different ways that the Lord Jesus Christ was proclaimed. We see Jesus Christ proclaimed according to prophecy. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 15 and verse number 8, and how what the Lord Jesus Christ did during Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was to fulfill the promises that had been made unto the fathers, going back, fulfilling all of those prophecies that were pointing to the coming of the Messiah and fulfilling the things of the law to be the sacrifice. All of those things consistent with the prophetic program that had been given to the nation of Israel. Then you see how in Romans chapter 15 and verse 16 that the Apostle Paul talks about how he was given a different way to preach the Lord Jesus Christ according to the information that had been given unto him. That's the foundation that we as the members of the body of Christ today are building upon. We build upon that foundation when we're following the information that's been given to us, starting in the book of Romans, ending with the book of Philemon. If we take that doctrinal information, take it in, study it, understand those things, apply it to our life, follow that pattern that's been given unto us, if we do those things... The end result is going to be where Paul talks about that we're building the gold, silver, and precious stones upon that foundation. When we as the members of the body of Christ fail to do that, and whether we rely on things from the word of God outside of Paul's epistles, whether we just rely on our own wisdom, we build wood, hay, and stubble instead upon that foundation. When we appear before him, you know, the catching out of the saints occurs. We're caught up to meet him in the air. The very next event is the judgment seat of Christ. And those things that we've done are tested by fire. And so the things that are the wood, hay, and stubble, when fire comes into contact with those, they burn away. When fire comes into contact with gold, silver, and precious stones, 
fire purifies those things. So the things that remain, the gold, silver, and precious stones, determine the reward that somebody's going to have. The wood, hay, and stubble are burned away. And that's where you start seeing where it talks about the, an individual suffering loss, especially if there is no gold, silver, and precious stones that are remaining. The glorious thing is that a person is not going to lose their salvation. Salvation is a guarantee once somebody has put their trust in the gospel message. They're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. And so a person does not have to worry about the fact that they could do something that could undo the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary that they've put their trust in. That's why we see how the Apostle Paul describes this. We go over to 2 Timothy. Now we'll go to 2 Timothy chapter number 2 to another place where the Apostle Paul is going to describe this event here. And we're going to read verses 11 through 13 of 2 Timothy chapter number 2, which says, It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So we see here in this passage the aspect of that a member of the body of Christ Yes, we're going to have to suffer with him. That suffering, which has been laid out in multiple places in Scripture, talking about how you know we're appointed to suffer, you know, for his sake. You know, we're not protected from those things. That that suffering, which is going to lead to gold, silver, and precious stones being built that's going to lead to us reigning with him. If we deny him, and in this passage, the aspect of denying him is denying that aspect of the suffering. He's going to deny us part of our reward because of our failure. And we know that it has to do with the aspect of rewards because in verse 13... It says, if we believe not yet, he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. That the aspect of, you know, even if we've made all sorts of mistakes, he cannot deny himself. So the individuals who are appearing at the judgment seat of Christ have that guarantee of salvation. So the whole passage here is continuing to talk about that aspect of the rewards that we're to be given based on what we're doing, based on that aspect of what we just have been reading here over in Thessalonians, talking about an individual going about 
their business. As long as we're here in 2 Timothy, let's turn over to chapter number 4. And we're going to see here another passage that talks about the aspect of what's going to happen. This is Paul at the very end, you know, basically of his life, because he identifies it here if we read verses 6 through 8 of 2 Timothy chapter number 4, where it says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So Paul's talking about this aspect of this crown of righteousness which he's going to receive and how this is something that's not just for him. As he says, it's for all those that love his appearing. You know, those that are going to love his appearing are those who are going to be receiving those blessings and that reward. You know, those who are, you know, when we talk about the things of what's going to happen with the day of the Lord, the wrath that's going to be poured out, those individuals, there's no way that it could be described as that they're going to be loving his appearing. In fact, in Revelation 6, it talks about how they're hiding in fear, knowing that he's coming. The only ones that love his appearing are those that know and understand what those blessings are going to be. And for us, the members of the body of Christ, as those who have that salvation, and when we talk specifically about those rewards, it's those who are going about that business. And when we talk about that business, let's turn over to Second Corinthians chapter number 5. And we're going to see how Paul's going to describe these things of what's going on and the responsibility that we have. And we're going to read here in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 from verse 16 down through verse number 21, which says, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh? Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, Yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, 
Be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, as Paul starts to describe this idea of who we are, and he starts off with this aspect, he calls us that we're a new creature here. But we see how there's this discussion. We are ambassadors for Christ. So we have a role of being an ambassador. We have a ministry of reconciliation that's been given to us. And we have a word of reconciliation that's been given to us. Now, when we look at that aspect of the fact that Paul calls and says, we are ambassadors for Christ. Now, the idea of being an ambassador is the fact that we are the representative of the Lord Jesus Christ here on the earth. You know, when we look at this from a secular viewpoint, we have the understanding of someone being a ambassador, for example, an ambassador for the United States to, say, Japan. Now, when that ambassador is there in Japan, they are representing to the United States and what they say to the government of Japan represents what the United States wants to say to them. So when we look at this from that aspect of us being the ambassador for Christ here on the earth, we are representing the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth proclaiming that ministry of reconciliation you know which is the word of reconciliation which has been given to us you know that's the information that was given to the apostle paul that he has committed unto us that we are proclaiming and committing unto others that way this message can keep going keep being proclaimed fulfilling that will that paul had that we looked at last time where paul talked about how he saw that he was to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery that's the responsibility that we have, that we're carrying out as the ambassador for Christ. And if we're truly being an ambassador for Christ, we are proclaiming those things that are found in Romans through Philemon. We're not teaching things that would go contrary to the doctrine that's been given to us for today. And the unfortunate thing is that so many individuals teach things that don't line up with the doctrine that's been given to us. And when they're failing to follow that doctrine, they're not following that role and responsibility of being that representative, that ambassador for Christ 
here on planet Earth. They're failing to follow through this. They're going to be building wood, hay, and stubble instead of building the gold, silver, and precious stones that the Apostle Paul says that we should be building if we are going about the business that's been given to us and doing those things properly. Now, it's probably a good place to stop, and we'll pick up with some of these things in our next broadcast. And like we always do, we close out and you know, remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files of you know, some previous messages. We have charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have information on how to join our Sunday services and our Wednesday night Bible study live as they're being broadcast on Facebook. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything in our broadcast, anything that you read on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.